0: Good morning. Welcome to the second ever All-Women's Roundtable. We got Mariah Lee, Steph Sanchez, Crystal Peachy B, and me, Quality Control, Grant Cohn. Uh, We've been wanting to do this for a while, and we put it off to the end of the week, but we did it for a reason because it's big news today. Brock Purdy had his surgery, and it was very good news. So we're going to give our reaction to that from a bunch of different perspectives and talk about other things, too. Real quick, David is a new member So I want to shout him out. Thank you, David. And Todd Labor says you're late, Grant. You're lazy like Larry Krueger. Lazy. (laughs) We have stuff to talk about, and and we want to make you wait, because this is going to be a banger of a show. Mm -hmm. So let's give our instant reaction to the Brock Purdy news. It's a repair. It's not a full reconstruction. It's supposed to be back in six months. Crystal, why don't you lead us off? What do you think?
1: I was very excited to find out that it was just a repair and that it was successful. So that gives me a lot of optimism that he is going to be ready to roll on time for the 2023 season.
0: Steph.
2: Yeah, I mean this is this was the best case scenario for Mm -hmm. the 49ers right so in the best case scenario doesn't always happen when it comes to injuries in the 49ers so uh, I think (laughs) I I think we're we're all very accepting of this news um but now there there are some questions still right like what happens will he be fully cleared by week one and by fully cleared by week one does that mean that he's going to be ready to make a start in week one? That That's a question because him being fully clear doesn't necessarily mean that he'll be necessarily ready. They might want to ramp him up as far as like practices go and things like that. I think, personally, that who they bring in as a veteran quarterback or whatever quarterback they bring in um, will tell us a lot about what they feel and what they think about when Brock Purdy is going to be ready to start.
0: That's the tell. Like like John Lynch rubbing his earlobe or, or scratching his, his hair. I feel that because I mean, there we got good news today, right? But we don't really know. I mean, there'll be more information. If they go out and sign Baker Mayfield and be like, "Well, why? Why'd you do that?" If they sign Andy Dalton, you'd be like, "Okay, so you're intense." Or, or Nick Mullins, Mariah, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is the best possible outcome we could have hoped for, right? Um, best possible outcome for the team's perspective or Brock's, you know, perspective um they said he could start probably throwing in three months but like Steph said um and also you don't know what's going to happen between there then and now like does he heal correctly is there going to be like we still don't know what's going to happen so like we just have to keep our fingers crossed hope everything you know goes well but yeah a lot's you know we'll see who they sign I always thought that's going to be very telling what what kind of quarterback they bring in so um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a hurry-up-and-wait game at this point, right? Um, but, I mean, it's still – I think it's still Trey Lance's team at this point because it's going to be his off season, you know. Still Brock can't play, so he's not going to be there with the team during training camp. He's not – nothing. So I think it's still Trey Lance's team at this point.
0: I feel you. Um, when this news came out, I – did someone want to say
3: something? I, I was just going to say, I think it's Trey Lance's
2: team, but – it almost feels like because it has to be. Like, just the the feeling that I get from the team and everything that's been said about Brock Purdy, despite him being clearly unavailable and hurt for several months, it almost feels like there's this full-court press to make sure that people don't forget that Brock Purdy is still our Mm -hmm. guy. Yes. And and so it it almost feels Mm -hmm. like, yeah, Trey Lance is our guy, but, you know, just because he needs to be kind of thing. Right. (laughs) But, you know, I I, I hope that he gets – (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I, I hope that he gets that opportunity to, you know, at least show what he has, and I just want him to get a fair shot at the very least. Yeah. Um, so to all this talk about Brock Purdy, kind of feels like he's not going to get that fair shot. But I, I really hope he comes out strong um, and proves him wrong. Right.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you went to, to Trey. We're going to talk about Trey next. Let's. Stick, I want to stick with Brock for a second. You said this. Is, this might not be fair to Trey. To me, the way I look at this is this might not be fair to Brock. Like, it's good news today, and I think I was a little negative in my initial reaction that I put up an hour ago, but I'm a little worried for Brock here because I feel like he's getting rushed back. Now, I know this is an independent doctor and all that, but it just feels like the Niners are like, he's going to be back. He's going to be fine. He doesn't need an offseason. He's going to be the same guy. And the the expectation is that he's going to be there week one. They're going to score 35 points like they did down the stretch, and everything's going to be like it was. And if it's not, it's going to be his fault. And and it's going to remember Jimmy Garoppolo had that five game stretch in 2017 when he was great and the offense was great. and He got paid. And then in 2018, he came back and it wasn't the same. And it was just like, what's the problem? Like a lot of times the Niners offense isn't clicking early in the season. And now you got Brock Purdy with no offseason coming off a major surgery may not have quite the same arm. And it's like, hey, man, let's go score 30 a game. Like if you don't, people are going to be looking around like, what's this guy's problem? Is he not what we thought he was? I think the Niners are putting him in a tough situation. It's tough. Feel for him.
2: Well, I mean, he's gonna be able to start throwing after three months, right? So I feel like that ramp up time should help at least not just him, but the team know. Okay, he he looks like he's ready. They they should have a good idea before week one whether or not he looks to to be the same guy or not. And hopefully, you know, obviously they have a backup plan. I mean. Trey Lance is, is still going to be around and, you know, whatever quarterback they bring in. So, and that, and that's what I'm saying, like Trey Lance could make that decision, you know, difficult for them. And they could say, uh, you know what, let's, let's actually, you know, let, let Brock uh, heal a little bit longer and, and make sure that he is really a hundred percent. So it's, it's up to Lance, I think to make that decision a little bit difficult and, and give Brock that extra time, I think
0: yeah nick Donald says how do we know this brace is going to hold up multiple nfl seasons getting hit and falling on it purdy is not a baseball player baseball players don't get hit nick we don't
3: yeah
0: we're in uncharted territory here the only other person in nfl history i believe that got this surgery is nick mullins who is a backup backup so
3: right.
0: we're gonna find out i <laughs> guess uh ryan hensley four fire emojis not three. Ten dollars hey, love you ryan thank four. you Corey Soto says it may be Purdy's team now but the NFL is fickle it could become Trey's team real fast not saying it will happen but that's just the way it goes that's the way that's kind of what I was alluding to you rush this guy back and he's not quite ready and the team loses a few games and people are already thinking like well what about Trey hey where's Trey where's Trey that's what I'm sort of alluding to here if if Brock starts week one man he might not be ready. Also, the offense usually isn't ready until the bye week, if we're being honest. I mean, they even right? talk about it. They're like, we kind of feel it out and f- establish our identity and then go on a run. Okay, well, Brock, you're going to be in that feeling out, establishing time. You didn't feel that last. That was Brock and uh, Jimmy and Trey had to go through that last year, not Brock. So that'll be interesting too.
1: No, no, I was I was going to say that because Kyle always says every year that he wants to start out the gate. He wants to start fast. And for some reason, we start out slow and very
0: slow and very especially very slow. on offense
3: yeah
1: always, always and we also know that this fan base will turn on you like a dime so it doesn't matter who it is and that so so that that definitely is true awesome. yeah
0: crystal i mean the fan base loved jimmy right he was jimmy That's savior jimmy right? jesus jimmy gq and now they can't wait to see him go exactly. goodbye
3: <laughs>
0: right that, that went pretty now quick now he's Jimmy. Goodbye. <laughs> now he's Jimmy. G- 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 goodbye. All right.
1: Pack his bags and everything. Like.
0: <laughs> so we alluded to a little bit, but this is big news for Brock. This is big news for Trey Lance. What do you think this means for Trey? He's going to get most of the off, all of the off season with the starters, but he might not start week one. I mean, it's got to be frustrating. Are they going to trade him? Is he going to just get stashed? Is he going to get his opportunity down the line? What do you think? Mariah, you want to go first?
3: I mean, I think it's, he has to take this opportunity and run with it. He has yep. to do everything he can to not let them give this job back to Purdy when he's healthy. You know, if it's, I don't know if it's possible for him to win the job back in, you know, not regular games. But yeah. if it is, he has to do it. You know, anything that you can possibly do to not give this job back to Purdy, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, go in there, command the huddle, tell the guys to F off, to shut the F up, whatever. Oh, no. Um, You know, whatever that is that what they like. I actually brought, like that. You know, yeah. um, that's what he needs to do. Like, don't yeah, go stop out. Being there so nice. You're not, yeah. You're not trying to get friends. You're not trying to gain friendships. You're trying to be the leader, be the quarterback of this team. You know, go out there and do that. I love it. Great call. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I agree that it's going to be difficult if he doesn't get the opportunity in real games, because Brock Purdy got the chance to win the starting spot in real games, winning. Like, it's obvious that, games. yeah, I mean, it's obvious that, you know, in, in hearing teammates speak about Brock Purdy, that those wins spoke volumes to them and then the, the confidence that he carried along with it. Um, but I don't think that Trey Lance is going to get traded no matter what happens, because I think from a cost standpoint, it just makes sense for the 49ers to keep Trey Lance around at, mm. I mean, he's still a high ceiling guy. Uh, so I think it would be a mistake to just, you know, trade him away at this point. And realistically, what are you going to be getting back for him at at this point i i think it just makes more sense for them to keep him around now if you know once brock purdy is back uh you know he's the starting guy once again trey lance might get a little frustrated and he might say to himself well trade me i i want to go some somewhere where i have the opportunity so um i could see that happening but as of right now you know he's been pretty quiet you know he's been very mellow he's, he's hasn't said anything he's been saying all the right things and so i have to give him credit for that but we have to wonder at what point is the frustration going to start to boil over and he'll want you know a real fair opportunity
1: yeah yeah that's true i like the way that when when trey was asked of how he handled you know um being on the sidelines and, and, you know, after his injury and everything, and he was talking about how he had to turn that into a positive when he was talking about that, how he was able to really just analyze, you know, what was happening on the field, you know, and he got to learn a lot, just not by playing, just by analyzing everything. And I really took a lot from that. And I thought that that was one thing that if there was a knock against him, he just didn't have that much experience. And I felt like that he gained that, you know, mental experience, you know, the mental reps that he gained by watching, you know, the games and, and, and um, the plays and everything. But I just liked that where he was talking about how he, you know, was able to study a whole lot more that he now knows, you know, this playbook and, you know, that he just was able to, to really, you know, dive into everything and really concentrate, not having to be responsible for, you know, the on-field play. And things like that.
0: So to me, forward. I feel like oh go ahead, go ahead. Sorry office.
1: about that. Um, um whenever um, camp starts. I'm looking forward to him.
0: Me too. Really to happy. me, I feel like this almost takes the pressure off of Trey. Mm-hmm. Like it's all on Brock. Brock, you're the quarterback. You're gonna be back week one, you get no off season, you're gonna just pick up where you left off and, and keep it rolling, right? And if not, then people are gonna start looking at you and it's not your fault. But this takes all the pressure off of Trey. He gets the entire offseason to, to train with the team, and then he's going to get the, the job taken away from him, and he'll get to stand there the off, on the sideline and be like, all right, Brock, let's see what you got with no offseason coming off of surgery. Not that it's Brock's fault, but they're putting him in this situation. And I feel like it's, it, Trey was in that situation last year. They handed him the job. Jimmy was hanging out, and he could just be like, all right, man, let's see what you got. And there was always this fantasy like whatever Trey did, Jimmy would do it better people could always say that even if there wasn't proof right people that could be the case this year if Trey goes out and starts week one and they score 23 points and win people be like well Brock would have scored 33 it will never be good enough for Trey if he gets the job but if Brock gets the job first and he has to go through the struggles that every other Niners quarterback goes through early in the season and Trey gets to be the guy who comes in and be the savior it's a whole different position it's a whole different position to be in so now it's like cool out let let the focus be on Brock. And when you inevitably get your opportunity, you'll be the same fans will be begging for you to play. We want to see Trey. We've seen it now, he's like, All that kind of stuff could happen. Now, if if Brock Purdy comes back, tears it up and and offense doesn't miss a beat, then good for the 49ers. And Trey will get traded somewhere else and he'll get a chance somewhere else. But I think that's probably what's going to happen. They're going to rush Brock back for better or for worse. And either Trey will get his shot midseason or he'll go somewhere else.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of been the tough spot about the 49ers having having not figured out their quarterback position yet and always being between two guys um, because it's always going to be this, well, what could the other guy do? Uh, You know, the fan base is always going to be split, which not like the 49ers care whether the fan base is split or not. At least it doesn't seem like they care, but, you know, still, it's just always that that internal struggle and also in the media as well on what could that guy do this guy could be better they're doing it all wrong kind of thing um you know they've kind of put themselves in that situation uh they kind of i think they try to frame it as a good thing like look at we we have two quarterbacks we feel we can start this is awesome but in actuality i mean there's a lot of uh you know politics that go along with it that you know sometimes it's hard to navigate so we'll we'll see how they do it once again at this point they have a lot of experience <laughs> handling it so we'll see
0: yeah the niners are like a netflix show that's great it's a great show i mean everyone watches it but you were on like season 8 and every year the season finale sucks it's the same finale right. kyle's in a love triangle <laughs> with his quarterbacks and there's never a resolution. He never picks one. Yes. And it's like, maybe next season he'll pick a quarterback. It's like, no, we're on season eight. It's going to be the same ending every time. That's the thing. Pick a quarterback. That's hilarious. It's, it's, it feels like we're watching Friends. It's like, oh, Ross and Rachel, will they get together? It's like, I, I don't care. It's,
1: it's season is, 15. It is, it is so
0: pick absolutely
1: one. frustrating. Yeah. Yes. What is holding us back is a quarterback. What's holding us (laughs) back from winning a Lombardi is a quarterback. And it's so maddening. There are so many teams that I know because I look at all NFL pages and everybody's like, you guys are complaining. We would love to be right there. Not year after year, you wouldn't. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) It's frustrating. It's frustrating. And then you look at at Kyle's coaches. I mean, Salah is is zeroing in on Aaron Rodgers. Mike McDaniel might be making an end around on Tom Brady. D'Amico Ryans could get Bryce Young or someone really talented. Kyle's still messing around, figuring it out. Right. (laughs) Shreddy Murphy says, Lynch says Trey has to play, but that's the challenge. What's stopping the Niners from trading Trey now that Brock can potentially start week one? Because deep down, they know that they don't know what's up with Brock. They can say whatever they want to say, but they got to have a plan B. Got to. And that's Trey, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I would like to hear Steph Bosa reaction. <laughs> You're going to have to pay more than $2 for that. Are you kidding? That's <laughs> yeah, that's thanks one thanks. hell of a- <laughs> Corey Soto says, can't wait to see the schedule for the first two games. That affects both Trey and Purdy. Some heavy-hitting opponents next year. I hope they get Eagles week one. I want to see that again. I Eagles week one. I bet I it's going to be so bad. Oh, yeah. Do. Does, this open up Lance, uh, does this open Lance up to being traded? We just addressed it. We think probably not yet. I hope Coach 500 didn't do the surgery. Oh, man, I got some some really snarky people on my channel. Thank you very much for that donation. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo, I know he's gone, but I want to talk about – he's on the team for freaking two more days, so let's talk three. That's right. According to reports, the Texans and the Raiders are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Boy, that's really got to be what their fans want to hear. Uh, where do you think Jimmy ends up, and um, is that going to be a good call for whatever team signs him? Steph, why don't you start this one? You, you, you're first, and then Cri- Crystal, and then you, Mariah.
2: Um. Okay. So where does Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> go? Don't care. Don't <laughs> care. I for the first, Fair. For the
0: Fair. first
3: year, is, yes. like I
2: I don't absolutely care. don't care what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's a great feeling. Like, okay, yeah, he had he had some good years here. Um. You know, thank you for your time. Uh. But you know, on we on we go. We move. Deuces. Uh, you know, good for him that he has a market. I think the the market ended up shaking out pretty well for him, at Hopefully. least so far. The way it's looking like, oh, so yeah. you know, he's going to get some some choices out there, and so mm-hmm. that's good for him. Um, it, way better than last season, at least. So, uh, you know, congrats on on wherever he ends up. I I think all those options will be fine for him. I don't see him really doing much on those teams like the Raiders.
0: Hater, hater.
2: <laughs> did the Raiders okay like if Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the haters yeah I mean to the to the, the raiders, it's a it's a great <laughs> <to the haters. laughs> it's a great system you know for him to work he has yeah. familiarity with it but the Raiders but, are always a mess you know what I mean yeah. like what in actuality will he yeah. really get to do with them I mean the Patriots are an option as well but you know mm-hmm. kind of the same deal they're they're kind of in a holding pattern um and, you know, the Texans, it, it would be awesome to see him back with D'Amico Ryans and, and you know, some of those guys. But, uh, you know, they're also – they have a lot of work to do. And so, really, any situation that he goes in, it's going to be a tough one, I think, to really make any noise. And let's face it, his best years as far as production goes, as far as the receivers and, and supporting Cassidy has, those days are behind him. Not that he can't get to a point on these teams where it can improve, but – He had a good in San Francisco, let's face it.
1: Right. (laughs) Only thing that I really want to add to what she said, because she pretty much covered it, is onward and upward, and I wish him the best of luck. I will say that he's going to get PAID paid because Daniel Jones just got PAID paid. So Jimmy got lucky because the market is, wow, it's better than I thought it was going to be right now. So, wherever he winds up whether it's the Texans whether it's the Raiders whether it's the Patriots because apparently there's this Mac Jones thing that's out there that that's flopping around out there in the in the atmosphere about that he might want to go to the Raiders and so you just never know you what You said might there's happen.
0: a Mac Jones thing flopping around the yeah. atmosphere that sounds awful. That sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to see I don't want any part of that. <laughs> I don't <wanna> see. <laughs> Mac Jones is bad enough but that sounds even worse.
1: but um, I'm with you. So there's um, uh, Miami has stored up on all this money and this other team, I forgot the other team is doing the same thing. So Jimmy, wherever he goes, uh, another thing that Steph is right about, he's not going to have it any better as far as the immersion and talent that was on the offense as he had here in San Francisco, regardless of where he goes. So, you know, good luck to him and everything and the team that he goes to, you know, they're going to be okay, you know, with him, but, you know, it's going to be what it is. <laughs> Good luck, Jimmy.
3: Um, yeah. I think if Mac Jones doesn't get traded to the Raiders that Jimmy will end up in Las Vegas – which I will hate because that means I have to look at Jimmy's face plastered all over my city for the next how many ever years. <laughs> um, so there's that. I've been thinking that he's going to end up in Vegas, though, since for the last year and a half. Um,
0: I really hope the Raiders draft hand in hookers so you can see hooker jerseys around Vegas <laughs> all day.
3: That'll be perfect. That'll be awesome. I want to see
0: that. That'll be money. It'll be perfect. He got us to go to the Raiders. Hooker jerseys all over town. Got to see that.
3: Um, And I do think that Jimmy will have his best, like, weapons, you know, the best team anyway on offense here in Vegas, you know, with obviously we know who the Raiders have on offense and the Texans don't have anybody. So I think that this will be the best place for him. I just – I don't know how I feel that I have to still look at him every day that I wake up and see his face everywhere. Um, but yeah, wherever uh, he goes, as long as it's not with the 49ers.
0: For D'Amico's sake, I really hope this, the Texans don't sign him. It seems like that's a disaster way to start your tenure. Yeah. Don't draft yeah. a quarterback with the second pick and yeah. sign Jimmy. Like, yeah. dude, d- That's what Kyle did and said, like, don't do that. Don't do that. So if, if, if the Raiders want to make that mistake, great and it might be the best thing the Raiders can do because it's they're picking seventh. So it's either sign Jimmy or like draft Will Levis. Those aren't great options. Right. So, but but D'Amico, man, like don't pass on Bryce Young or CJ mm-hmm. Stroud right. so you can sign Jimmy. Yeah, like please, please, guys. please right. don't do that. So that's all I'm going to say. Jimmy, don't ruin D'Amico. Well, D'Amico, lo- don't let Jimmy do that to you. You've already seen him do it once. Th- ladies, what do you think? What do you ladies feel? Did Kyle actually want Trey or was he overridden? Like did he want Mac Jones and the organization to say no? What do you think feel?
2: I think it was his choice, but the, the more time that goes on, the more confusing that is right. Like it doesn't, I don't, I don't know why, like I, I can't figure out the reasoning because it almost seems like Trey is the exact opposite of everything that he wants in a quarterback mm-hmm. because it's almost like as soon as he saw Brock Purdy out there, his eyes kind of lit up. He was getting sleep again. Um, he didn't have the <laughs> big bags under his eyes. It just kind of and, and Brock Purdy is kind of is the type of quarterback he usually goes for. Um, and it was kind of like again this this whole reality TV thing, this love triangle, right? He was trying to go outside of his comfort zone a little bit and think like me. This is the right thing for me. Uh, this is gonna take us to the next level. But in actuality, he it almost like he needed to convince himself, and the more time that goes on, it's like he's trying to walk that back a little bit. That's the sense that right. I get. But I think it was Kyle's choice. I mean, no one overrides Kyle. He he has, I think, the final say in pretty much everything. So um, it was his choice. As confusing as I think it looks at this point,
0: I think it's possible that Jed sat down Kyle and was like, "Look, Kyle, Kyle, if you want Mac Jones." That's fine. But everyone's going to say we're racist, including you. Do you want that? And Kyle's like, why? What are you talking about? He's like, have you been reading Twitter? And he's like, no, I don't read Twitter. He's like, they're saying you're racist and that you don't like black quarterbacks. He's like, whoa, what are you talking about? That's I'm not, I don't feel that way because he probably doesn't. And so he probably was like, well, I don't want to be viewed as a racist, even though I like Mac Jones. And so he didn't take Mac Jones, which is like, thank God, because Mac Jones would have been a freaking horrendous pick. But I don't, I, I don't really know deep down that Kyle... Really had conviction about this one. Just saying. I don't know. I, I, is it fair to say? Because, I mean, it was getting testy when, when people thought, when people really thought the Niners traded up for Mac Jones, people were losing their mind. Here he goes again. He only likes white quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins and Mac. It's like, mm, there's kind of something to that. And he's like, whoa, 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 I don't need that reputation.
2: But Kyle doesn't strike me as a guy that would change his mind or do something differently based on outside opinion.
0: Well, that was a pretty I- tough one, though. Remember he was saying, like, hey, when I'm at Safeway, will you guys leave me alone? When I'm at my kids' soccer game, will you guys leave me Remember that off season? That was crazy. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Good times. Anyway, uh Fish and Chip says, I warned you, I'm coming after the head coach room in twenty in twenty three. Hey man, if you if you're in year seven as a head coach and you haven't won a Super Bowl, it comes with the territory. Yeah. So so no one told you this season was gonna be this way. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Your right tackle's a joke. <laughs> Quarterback's broke. Six rings DOA. Thank you, oh. official Bandam music. I had to sing it. That was good. Sorry. David McNiner says, Jimmy's Jimmy is a term of endearment. We ain't homes anymore, so it's James Garoppolo. Oh, he ain't got to go home, but he ain't staying here. That's right. James Richard, thank you for your service. Fish and chips. Coming from the UK, says, Grant, way out of your depth with the ladies. Keep up. I'm trying. It's three against one. Okay, moving on. Give me one big move you think the Niners are going to make in free agency, or should. Crystal.
1: Uh, the move after today that, that yeah. broke uh, just a few hours before our show started. Uh, I wish the Foreign Hatters would, would would go get Darius Slay.
0: Darius Slay. Yeah, yes. right. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. He's a hell of a player. The Eagles don't want him. Maybe right. they'd pay part of his salary to put him over here. That's a good one. Hey,
1: speaking of which, I have one quick question on Darius Slay. Sure. Let me get you guys' opinion on something. You know about the rift that him and Matt Patricia had, right? You know, Philly was interested in bringing in Matt Patricia on their staff. <laughs> to, so isn't that weird? That when it they is. were talking about bringing him in and having talks about bringing him in on their staff, That all of a sudden Darius Slay wants out of there. And they're, now this has came up and they're talking about this or whatever. Like, I tried to tell people. I hadn't put
0: two and two together on that one, but I think you're 100%, 100% right. 100%. They never, like
1: they never made up. No. Absolutely not.
0: No, I think you'll hate him for life. Kind of the way Richard what? Sherman hates Jim Harbaugh for life.
1: <laughs> right. That's all I'm saying.
0: Remember, Jim Harbaugh is the reason that Richard Sherman plays defense. Yep. You don't know that. But he, Richard Sherman was at Stanford playing wide receiver. I think he shut himself down with a knee injury and Harbaugh flipped out and said, You'll never play offense for me again. Exactly. You're a corner now. So he went and played corner. And I think he kicked Harbaugh's offense's ass every day in spring <laughs> practice. Just every freaking day. Like, what? how do you like me now, Jim? Anyway, good for Richard. Who's next? Steph.
2: I'm gonna go with uh, Jesse Bates. Um, I I feel like that'd be a great option. I mean, as far as everything that, you know, Bengals fans and also just like some of those players say about him, it seems like he's a great locker room guy. Um, And I'm pretty sure uh, Burrow said that, you know, none of what we built would have been possible without him, whether that's true or not. I don't know, but that's, that's a big ringing endorsement for a guy like Jesse Bates. And so, Um, I think why why were
0: the Bengals so good against the Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes the last few years? Maybe it's because they have a serious playmaker at free safety.
2: Exactly. There we
0: go. Helps. You know, he's going down the field.
2: And like, I mean, the 49ers, I think, I think are at a point where, you know, you need those kind of playmakers. And let's be honest, if you want to win a Super Bowl in the next decade, you're going to have to be or be able to beat the Chiefs right um, mm-hmm. And so having having good guys on the back end, especially with Steve Wilkes, you know he's gonna be playing a lot of single high so having someone who mm-hmm. can uh, take on that responsibility a guy like him I think would would go a long way.
3: I'm gonna go with I'm gonna give you a couple too maybe that they're not our biggest needs but just that I want selfishly. Um, CJ Gardner Johnson. And Javon Hargrave.
0: Oh, weaken the rival. That's yeah. always a good strategy.
3: Just, just you know? cause I, just, yeah, I just think, like I said, those might not just be our biggest meat needs, but I just, I just want them. I've been wanting those two guys. So mm-hmm. the selfish me wants them.
0: <laughs> I like those picks. I, I'm going to go offense. I think the Niners are going to sign a center. And it's not gonna be super exciting, but I think they're gonna sign Garrett Bradbury, who was with the Vikings. And I think it's gonna be kind of like the Weston Richburg signing from five years ago. You're gonna be like, I've heard of that guy. He's pretty good. And then Kyle's gonna be like, yeah, but on my, he's a good athlete. And in my system, he's gonna be great. And I don't, he, they gave Richburg a five year deal. He, he retired after three. Then they kind of made do with Alex Mack for a year and Jake Brendel for a year. But the plan was to have Brendel for, I mean, excuse me. Richburg for five. So maybe the Niners feel like, let's give another center a five-year deal. Although, probably Jesse Bates is a way better player than, than Garrett uh, I, um He
1: yeah. was actually, um, Steph, that was, my, that was mine up until this news was slay. <laughs> and I was like,
0: ah! I was like, oh. skirt. <laughs> like, oh. Speaking of the news was slay, speaking of this news was slay, I mean, the Eagles are really dismantling their defense. Yes, they, they had are. this really good defense, but it got smoked, in the Super Bowl, and it's old and expensive, and now they're going to trade Darius Slay. They're going to let James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, T.J. Edwards, Javon Hargrave, and Fletcher Cox walk in free agency. Has six starters. Are the Niners now the team to beat in the NFC, Mariah?
3: I mean, I'm I'm the type that the following year, like until the next team comes in and does it. It it has to be you know the teams to be are the Chiefs and the the Eagles those are the two yeah. top teams you know the last year until so, you do it you ain't done yeah, it I get that yeah yeah I mean we yeah. can look better on paper we could That's we fair. could think we're the better team you know outright but until we come in and actually beat them and we could say yeah we would have beat them if we would have had a quarterback with two arms whatever but <laughs> until we actually go in and do it you know um, you have to you have to tip your cap to them so.
2: I think they're a team to beat, like a team. I don't know if they're the team. We don't really know that until, like, you know, the season starts, right? No. Like, to be fair, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams who look great on paper before the season starts, and then the season starts, and it's just, like, some of those teams fall flat. Or they'll be really good at the first half of the season, and then the second half they fall flat. Um, or you could be like the 49ers. You, you can suck for, like, the first half of the season, and then, you know, just turn it up in the second half. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, like they're a team to be, you know what I mean? Um, And we'll just have to see how they get better. You know, this off season, I feel like every year we're like, I don't know. I don't know if they got better, you know, this off season. And then lo and behold, they do actually go pretty far, you know, if, if injuries are not an issue. Right. So, you know, they're a team. We'll see if they are the, team but uh yeah the Eagles dismantling looks pretty good for the 49ers right now I think
1: I would have to agree with that Uh, exactly what Steph and Maribel said I would just like to add that uh I think this free agency there's gonna be a lot of movement that is gonna be happening around this free agency and I think that as far as, like, we are going to be a, a team to beat, but there's going to be some moves around free agency, and They're going to tell them what's going to happen between the jump. With, who's going to be in the NFC in the end? Who's going to be in the AFC in the end? Like, no one's going to know, like, in the NFC. Like, who's going to be? Who knows? And That's we true. always start slow, and then we get upset, and we get mad. We stomp our feet for, like, the first few weeks, and we throw temper tantrums, and then all of a sudden, we just flip a script and turn it on in, then we're great. So that's that's kind of how it works for us.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, the like, Eagles are going to uh, lose six starters, but they're still going to add someone eventually, right, so we don't really right. know what these teams are going to lose. It's fair. All I want to point out is, like, yeah, they're going to take a step back on defense, but they're, they're like the opposite of the Niners in this sense. They're going to take a step back on defense, but they have the quarterback, unless you don't like Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. The Niners won't necessarily take a step back on defense. They're going to keep their team together but they have a huge question at quarterback. So what do you, like, do you believe in the, the stability and dependability of a franchise quarterback, or, you do, or do you believe in the stability and dependability of the Niners' defense? I guess I would go with the quarterback in, in, in today's NFL, um, but, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. The, the Eagles really aren't going to be the same on defense, and the reason the Niners lost to the Eagles primarily is because the Eagles' defense. So we'll see yeah. how that changes things.
2: But the 49ers have, like, in all these years that we've had this quarterback question, they've been a good team, aside yeah. from the one year where they were riddled with injuries. Right. um, And that was unfortunate. But, you know, besides that, it's hard to argue that you, they're, they're still one of those top teams, you know, despite mm-hmm. all that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like I, that's why if I, you, that's you put it in I NBA terms, like, that's why I feel like they don't prioritize quarterback or, you know, they wouldn't be one of those teams that would go all in on a Lamar Jackson or something like that because they, right. who they have, they're comfortable with, uh, they've been comfortable with because they know they can win with these guys despite not having that like top tier, you know, quarterback.
0: It's like in the NBA, like to, to win a super, uh, to win a, a, a championship, you need a superstar. Well, the Niners anyway. are like the, NFL, they're like this, this the, the the really good NBA team without the superstar. You're like, right. well, we got five all-stars, but you know, right. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have that top 10 player. And you know, that's kind of <laughs> the way I look at it. Cause that's what the quarterback is in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Smock says, Grant and ladies, why are people talking about Brady? I thought he got a deal with Fox or was that just a rumor also?
1: Not this I year. Read?
0: Yeah. Let me <laughs> read this real quick. This came out yesterday in, in uh, Yahoo sports, mm-hmm. Scott Zolak, who's like the, um, rep- he's like the, uh, announcer for the Patriots He's a member of the Patriots broadcast team. He said, Brady may go to Miami. Uh, I think that's in play. I do. I think the possibility of him coming out of retirement is definitely 100% in play. You can sit there and look at the kit and tweet from yesterday. I don't buy that. This isn't me saying it. He goes, this isn't someone close to Brady. I sta- it started with Rich Eisen. Eisen's at the, s- at the combine. Multiple people dropped the hints. This is Colin Cowherd. He knows some Fox people. I don't think he's going to call games. How does that deal get done? How do you sign a guy to a 375000000 million 10-year deal to call games? He's not even going to do it next year. I know his handlers have moved to Miami. It's built for him. He's looking at private schools for his kids. Cowherd talks about the uh, San Francisco 49ers offense. He's not talking about San Francisco. He's talking about Mike McDaniel in Miami. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, the one point that um, I was going to add to the quarterback conversation that Mariah said that was really brilliant, actually, I, I honestly believe that the 49ers just need to have a quarterback that has two arms and is healthy when <laughs> get ready to get I mean, At that point, because basically. she's right. If we had had a quarterback that had two arms and it was healthy and was halfway decent, we would have won that game. <laughs> I mean, then, then in just, that
0: case, they should have three on the active roster and two right. on the practice squad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> they they shouldn't be searching for people like off the couch in January. They, they should be proactive here. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yep. Antonio says Crystal just said something I suffer in every argument. Almost every team wishes the season the nine. Uh, almost every team wishes they had the season the Niners had but they do not understand we want a Super Bowl. Yep. Well, it's not the Lions. You know, It's not the Cardinals. It's the 49ers. Right. And there's a reason why this fan base is global. It's because of the Super Bowls that they won. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Boy says uh, they could have traded down for Jones. That's why Twitter was on fire about him at three. Tripping. What am I talking about? What are we talking about?
3: Mac Jones. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Would...
0: That is true. Mm-hmm. Also, it's Mac Jones. There's something <laughs> weird about him, right? I don't like him. He's like weird. a dirty player or something. There's something weird about it. And like the reports that like that, like that, that the coaches were he couldn't take criticism. Like, dude, just, yeah. Did you okay.
1: see that Where him? Talking, okay, like, he was whining, so they like had to do. a uh, Man, i uh, I'm so many things did. about
0: him really rub me the wrong way. All right, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about injuries real quick. It's a constant theme with the Niners, and I think it kind of gets swept under the rug because they win. But maybe if they didn't have this issue, they would win it all. This uh. Football Outsiders has been tracking this for 10 years, and they have a stat called estimated games missed. And in this stat, the Niners have been top 10 like 10 years in a row. Uh, so the Niners say it's luck. It might not be. It might be something systemic. This, year, uh, this past year, they were ninth. Ninth most games missed to injury. You know, Jason Verrett, uh, Trey Lance, a lot of guys. And it seems like it's an issue that if it were luck, there would have been some, some good years sprinkled in. So if you guys had to put, I mean, I'm sure there's a million factors, but if you guys had to like list a couple, what do you think is contributing to the, to the constant barrage of injuries on this team? Whoever wants to go first, whoever has an idea, we could use something here.
2: I don't think anyone has an idea to be honest. And that's like, that's the crazy thing about it. It's the problem. That's the problem. No That's one has an idea. I don't I yeah. don't think anyone in the building has an idea because if they did, they would they would try to fix it already. One thing that I thought was interesting in the comments uh of that article or that piece was like someone said that 10-year streak for the 49ers seems to correspond to the first season at Levi's. So I don't know if that has any bearing at all. Um you know, I wouldn't like to think so, but cuz the field doesn't seem bad. Um it, it's been pretty good, but I don't yeah I don't know if that's an issue. It seems like when they travel to other stadiums too it seems like that's when the injuries happen. so I don't know if they just need experience on all types of, or they need to practice on all types of fields so that when they actually go to these games they're not their body isn't in shock in these you know different fields i I don't know i I have no idea I don't think the forty ers know um but it it's something we just don't know what it is.
0: Mm. let's see if we can get there who's next i got some thoughts but i'm gonna save them
3: yeah i don't know it was back before even this coaching staff you know 10 years it's back before kyle and john you know so i mean it's true you, you got me
0: crystal any theories
1: um the only other thing that i can say that steph didn't say and that's great what you said, because that's really the, the one of the main things that, that I've heard everyone say is that but um, that it would be the, the way they practice, because I guess we practice harder than, than most people. That's what our ex you know players have said when they go to mm-hmm. other teams, they talk about the way that we practice that, you know, it's rougher. But if it's in 10 years then it's not all, you know, just this Shanahan, you know, um, regime. It was before that. And I know with Kyle, you know, all the players, I've always heard the ex-players talk about, you know, how it's just, it's crazy, you know, like the way that we practice. We practice a lot harder than, you know, other teams doing things like that. And it's a lot rougher and all those things like that. So that's what I could think of was that.
0: There's a few things. I mean, there is the Niners history of bringing in players with injury histories, like just that, that's, that's Javon Kinlaw. And it's not Ken Law's fault. This was red flagged at the combine. He didn't run at the combine. This was the Niners. They take these calculated risks. So that's part of it. I think another part is, and they've been doing this before Kyle Shanahan got here. I mean, this has been something they've been doing since Balky. But I think another thing, and this is, it's been around since Harbaugh too, but the Niners want to be the most physical team in football on offense and defense. They talk about on defense, you know, all gas, no breaks, extreme violence, all those things, Uh, swarming to the ball, all 11 guys in the frame. And then on offense, they want to be the most physical team. Yards after the catch, not going out of bounds. Um, they're so proud of the fact that no team won the week after facing them because they're so, they, they beat you up. Well, I think there's a consequence to being that team. I mean, you're going to get injured too, especially when you look at the kind of players the Niners have. Like, Kyle consistently uses scat backs as bell cows. consistently. Guys who are 200, 205 pounds, here's 20 carries. Like, a lot of teams don't do that anymore, a lot of teams have committees. But not Kyle, at least the last few years. Also, like his scheme, a lot of these long-developing play-action passes where you got a, a tight end or a running back blocking an edge rusher. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, that's kind of risky. Um, just an overall lack of emphasis on protecting the quarterback. I just feel like player safety is not a huge emphasis on the 49ers. Violence is. Physicality is the emphasis. And they feel like, you know what, we're so good at drafting. We always have another guy – like. You know, it's part of football, guy. Like, if you get hurt, so sorry. So sorry. But they, that's what Kyle always says, man. It's football. So I don't think it's something that they're really super concerned with, which is probably why it's an issue, I would have to say. Yeah. That's a
3: good point. Makes sense. If you make something
0: a point of emphasis, usually it gets fixed. If you know what you're doing. Yeah. And I think the Niners know what they're doing. They're not incompetent. John Lynch and Kyle Shane are Very smart. Very smart. I think they, they look at this as the, the, the cost of doing business. And if you see Kyle Shanahan's disciples, they seem to have these issues too. I mean, the Jets were all banged up last year. The, the freaking Dolphins. Oh. So I Even think that's kind of... The Rams, kinda, uh, the yep. Rams had,
1: had uh, more mm-hmm. injuries than they normal, um, normally have um, last year as well. So
0: A little uh, old guy rant, like shouting at a cloud, but I feel like this is kind of a byproduct of, of younger coaches. I don't know how empathetic they are. I mean, I feel like sometimes these younger coaches look at players like Madden players, like, man, my scheme is great, Mm -hmm. and you got to execute. And if you get hurt, that's on you. Like, next man up, like, yo, man, you're a teacher. You're a coach. You're trying to get the best out of these guys, not ruin them and and run them into the ground and get the next guy. Like, honestly, Mike, Kyle's dad, go back and look at Terrell Davis's career. What they did to that poor man. Oh, what they did to Archie 3. Yeah. Just saying, like, this is kind of a pattern, and it would be nice to see a little bit more empathy with coaches. around Not just Kyle. Around the league. These players are not just the product. I've heard that young coaches call players the product in the league. That's what I've heard. The product? I'm not saying Kyle says that, but that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not disposable. So I would just like to – that's my little rant. Sorry, I wanted to do that. Okay, last topic, and then we'll answer a couple questions to get out of here. I posed this question on Twitter last night. I always like to think of rosters as having cornerstone players, and it's not 10, it's four. It's like the Mount Rushmore, and that's why I always got freaked out about the Buckner trade. I was like, no, 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 he's a cornerstone player in every sense of the word, Uh, but he's gone, and the Niners do have other cornerstone players, quite a few. It might be tough to actually pinpoint four. I'd like to know who you guys would put on the Mount Rushmore of cornerstone guys who are absolutely off limits on this roster. Whoever wants to go first is welcome to. I'll
3: start with Fred Warner.
0: I think that's a no-brainer. I totally agree with that. Yep, <laughs> best linebacker in football. Yep,
3: yeah.
0: that's one.
2: Nick Bosa. I say I'd have to Bosa. say so. I, know. I would have to I say Nick Bosa. Bosa's trying to <laughs> package him in a trade, but <laughs> in, he's going to be expensive. But trade. if Buckner
0: was a cornerstone player, I'd have to say defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, twenty-four years old, have to be a cornerstone player. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: I would have to go with George Kittle. I know that there's some people that would go against that, but I would have to say George Kittle.
0: When he's healthy, he's the guy that steps up. Like He's a big reason the Niners beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. That play he made in the play, Who stepped up against the Cowboys? Kittle and Warner.
1: That's right. It seems like Kittle,
0: he's not quite what he used to be, but he's the guy who steps up when you absolutely need him to. I would have to agree with that. I would agree with that. So that's three. Mm
2: -hmm. Trent, obviously, Trent Williams.
0: I I think those are the four. I think those are the four. You can make arguments for Debo and McCaffrey and other guys, but not after Debo's year last year. And McCaffrey, I'd like to see him stay healthy for another full year before I do that. Um, Mm -hmm. Those guys are honorable mentions for sure. But I think, yeah, it's Kittle, Warner, Bosa, Trent Williams. Those are the guys. I would have to agree.
2: Those are the same guys you said?
0: I didn't say online. I just asked everyone else's opinion. Um, But I'd have to say – I wanted to trade Trent Williams –
2: I wanted to trade George Kittle last year.
0: Because people so was, were
2: like arguing about it, right? So what 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 were some of like the other ridiculous ones that people were like disagreeing on?
0: I think a lot of people want to put Debo in there. Yeah. A lot of people want to put McCaffrey in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with Crystal on this one. Like, I think McCaffrey's a really good player, but who makes a bigger impact? Him or Kittle? The tight end? I Kittle, I don't know, that's a tough one.
3: I just don't Maybe think you just, put CMC in there after only like a half of a season. Yes, yeah. thank you. Know, like,
0: thank you. And are yeah. running backs really cornerstone players, running backs, or do you sort of just take what you can get while you have them before they get injured? No offense, but I mean See, running backs. Really, it's like, uh, yeah. The
1: reason why that I feel that way about the running back and I didn't put CMC as fantastic as a player P is is actually what is going on right now. As a matter of fact, in free agency, if you guys look at these teams, all these running backs that these teams are not bringing back. Yeah. Right. There's um, r- rumors that they're that the Vikings moving off from Dalvin Cook, um, right. James Robinson, um, Derek Miles Peter. Sanders
0: in Philly. Yeah, Miles Sanders Miles in Philly. Sanders.
1: Yep. I mean, there's all these, and um, that's why because yep. you just you just never know. A Kittle Kittle's not going anywhere. Kittle Kittle's going to be right there.
3: That that so
0: hard to find a good tight end like that, right? right not now. hard to find a good yeah. running back,
3: absolutely. We okay. haven't been able to find a tight end, too, in all these years. Right. Oh like, I'm with you. <laughs> Until this a great track. tight end. Amen. Yeah, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, an elite tight end is almost like a cheat code. They're hard to find, they're underpaid. They do so much. They're yeah. like, they can be your number one Really, the thing with Kittle, when we look back on his career, is he probably didn't get the ball enough. Yeah, I
3: agree. He
0: probably didn't get the All of a sudden, Brock Purdy comes in, he started getting the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a second, wait a second. We just sacrificed all of George Kittle's 20s to see this at third. Like, it took us this long to realize that George Kittle was a red zone. That's one of the things I was held against Kittle. It's like, man, yep. you're a tight end, but they don't get you the ball in the end zone. Like, that's your area. All of a sudden, he's killing it there. It's like, okay, it was Jimmy. It was Jimmy. Yeah, sorry. Should have known. I should have known, right? Yeah. <laughs> but why yeah. does he go to bat for Jimmy? Like, gi- he legitimately held you back, George. Why? Died, I
1: know. Everybody had like, literally forgotten. Like, yeah, Seriously. Um, the I said,
0: of- trade him. I was like, man, you got trade George Kittle, man. He's just not producing anymore. Like, it's Jimmy. Oh, right, right, of course. Sorry. Sorry, George.
1: Yes, they had they forgotten Attack. what George Kittle can
0: do. <laughs> oh, what happened? Mariah, where you at? Well, she'll no. be back. Elias, oh, hold on. Not Device not connected. Elias says Med mediocre O-line equals quarterback injuries, running back injuries. I'd have to say that no, what Kyle would do is he would go back through every injury and be like, we can't blame that in the O-line. You can't True, but in general... If you're not going to make your offensive line a strength, you you kind of have to expect. That. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs and the and the Eagles do not play with their offensive line. That is a strength for both of their teams. And the Niners kind of play around. They're like, you know, we'll get the ball out. Kyle figured it out. We'll scheme around it. Like, mm, yeah, most of the season you will. Christy says, love this Grant. How often are these ladies uh, shows? Amazing job, ladies and Grant. Well, we haven't done this in a while, but I think it's important to shout out. You guys have channels, no? You guys do this a lot, so why don't we let people know where to, where you uh, you can be found?
2: You go first, Crystal.
1: Okay, so everybody knows me. I'm Peachy, the Nitty Gritty Niners Queen. So I, I'm found on Nitty Gritty Niners, which is on the Wayne Breezy channel, and it's just under the Wayne Breezy mm-hmm. on there. I am going to start up my own channel very soon so i'll give yep. you guys info on that and we'll have grant on there and staff and everybody on there to get it popping and everything like that to make it fun and exciting and mariah and everybody like that but um i am very excited about um everything that we have coming on that as well but yep you can look at me on uh nitty gritty niners every monday at 7 p.m eastern standard time for p.m pacific
2: I am Steph forty nine K on pretty much all the social media platforms. On TikTok is where I post all of the Nick Bosa impressions. If you guys are interested in that, mm-hmm. it's a pretty it's a pretty good one. Um, and then on my <laughs> uh, on my YouTube channel, you know, I, I I do a lot of content. This off season, I'm I'm doing Monday episodes to just talk about all the 49 nineers stuff, and then Tuesday to Thursday, I've been having uh. NFL draft prospects on the channel to just interview them. I've been trying to get like my NFL draft content up. So also on Twitter, you'll see a lot of my content there as well. Um, so yeah, make, make sure. Steph,
0: I have a request and I know I'm not, you don't have to take requests, but you're really good at um, uh, impersonations. Really good. Just and Nick. Just Nick. I was going to say, yeah, just Nick. If you, could you, could you, do you think you could do a, not now, but do you think you could? Do Kyle eventually get the get the ums down? Um, if, I would be so. Someone needs to do a Kyle impersonation. It's 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 waiting, Hard. and yeah. I think it could be you. I'm just saying, if you could nail down his cadence with the ums, it would go viral. So just putting it out there. I bet you could do it. I bet you could do it. i will try, try. I'll try. i about it.
2: Deep,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Mac and Bosa 2.0 got me feeling some type of way. Khalil Mac. <sighs> Maybe if they weren't paying for Armstead, that becomes a very, very expensive D-line. And I think they didn't want to do that. Like, that's why Buckner's not here. Because they didn't want to pay Buckner, Armstead in. But I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they're wrong. I don't know. None of this matters if they don't improve the offensive line. I would like them to actually improve the offensive line. I feel like, like, finish it. Don't just have three good players. Like, five. But maybe.
1: There's a... um, The A singer got released from the Titans today. Uh,
0: what's his
2: name? Ben somebody or something like
1: yeah, that? Yeah, he's a center.
0: Ben Jones? Yeah. yeah. He's hey, Yeah. gotta check that guy out. Hey. There's another hey.
1: There's
0: another one, yeah. Yep. Fish and Chip says that the word coach doesn't apply to Kyle. Whew. He is more of a... Um, I think there's two kind of coaches. The coaches who are in it to uh, teach players and the coaches who are in it to be like mad geniuses with and X's and O's, that's Kyle. He's more in that spectrum, I would have to say. He's friends with the players, some of them. Probably. Tyler Tyler Rector says we got to let get Lance playing time either to see what we have or build up his trade value if Brock is the answer regardless if Brock is available week one thoughts um, I'm not sure that playing trade week one I don't know yeah we got to get him playing time We the four of us have to get him playing time we'll do it can they I, <laughs> if they traded Trey Lance right now that initial trade for Trey Lance would go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history that's why they won't trade Trey Lance that's why they won't do it Immediately it'd be the top 10 list. They traded three first round picks for Trey Lance, started them four times and traded him like the worst trade ever. They're not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Anyway, it's the show. 12 o'clock, noon. Boom! Right in the hour. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching. We gotta do this again soon. Crystal, Steph, Mariah. Good job. Great job. Love the show.
3: Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for coming. See you guys.
3: See ya.